We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast tuesday may 24th 2022 hello everybody that's been going along this journey with me the last couple of days i'm jacob westendorf and tonight i brought friends one of which who is infinitely better looking than i am and one is at least reasonably average looking like i am i will let you decide which is which i will join first and foremost to the show my partner from the gold zone and that is jacob morley jacob looks like you got yourself a little shave and a haircut since the last time i saw you yeah, now I'm just looking to get a real job. So uh, I'm doing good, man. Doing good. You guys, have, have you ever heard that song? Get a haircut, get a haircut, and get a real job. That's terrible. Get, get it together. That's the only non-dad in here. That was terrible. Yeah, that's. I, I think the rule now is that you have to make a a fatherhood announcement based on that joke. So well, congratulations fellas. to Jacob and Mrs. Uh, soon to be Mrs. Morley for their impending child. We are not expecting. <laughs> While well, your your joke pattern there lot, says otherwise, a lot friend. of time, a lot of times it is unexpected. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that, Daddy says her that's name just is as bad as, That's just as bad as a dad joke. <laughs> Even worse. Well, yeah, Ross is a dad though, so he gets to. Yeah, uh, I fire those off all day. Yeah, there's a, there's a rite of passage here, and you have violated the timeline that it hits there. But also with me tonight, we brought him in. You heard him earlier. The publisher of Packer Report and like 600 other websites, something to that effect. Ross Uglum. Ross, how we doing? I'm good, man. Happy to be here. Always happy to be here. That's good. We'll get rolling, guys. It is the the dead zone period is what I call this. And we've gone through a couple different things uh, throughout the course uh, of this week. Uh, a couple days ago, I talked about Jair Alexander's contract extension, which you guys got to talk about last week without me as I was getting my new truck. Um, so I was... Sad to be able to, or sad to have missed that. Uh, not a surprise to me. I've talked about this with you guys and a bunch of other people, how the Packers, they sign their guys. That's just what they do. So that wasn't a surprise to me. And then I talked about some what if moments uh, in the history of the Packers. So I went through, you know, the fourth and one, fourth and 26 game, the Favre's last game against the Giants game, the Seattle game, which lives forever, Super Bowl 32. All this sounds what- terrible. It was, it was not fun. It was not a fun exercise. I mean, it kind of was, but it kind of wasn't. You know what I mean? Um, 
kind of fun to go through it, but I didn't go into details with, with some of that stuff. But tonight we're going to be talking about around this time last year, and it was officially uh, early June when Devondre Campbell signed his contract to be in Green Bay. And then the day before training camp opened is when the Packers signed Dennis Kelly. So Jacob Morley's requirement for this uh, exercise is that the player that Green Bay is going to sign at this time of year is going to be an all pro that then gets a big extension next year, much like Devondre Campbell just did. So no, I'm in all seriousness, this is a exercise to go through. Just who are some guys that are left out there that can help this team? And I'm going to be a bit of a wet blanket on that, I guess, because at this point, nobody's making any money to the point where I'm kind of just like whoever they bring in, it's not worth complaining about just because again, they're not going to make any money. And if they stink, they'll cut them, you know, very similar. This is the, I, th- I guess guys like this make more money than the Whitney Merciless is of the world that got through the regular season and everything like that. But otherwise it's just Jarvis Landry yeah. reportedly a few weeks ago was asking for like 20 million bucks and he got three. Yeah. This would be like the two examples would be like Devondre Campbell is like the one in a million. The more likely case scenario is, you know, like a Dennis Kelly, it's actually a really was a great signing for them at this point, but an even more likely scenario is like a Devin, Devin Funches, like someone that they go out like that. And like, he didn't even ever play it. He didn't play a snap, didn't play it down in a regular season for the Packers. So there's still guys out there like that. And actually, heck, what, what's, what's Devin Funches up to these days? You know, maybe not playing for the Green Bay Packers. No, stop, stop it. It's just a joke, guys. Devin Funches hasn't one. been good yeah. at football since he was playing tight end at Michigan. Dude, he had one great catch last year in the preseason, though. One-handed, bah, snake that thing. It was awesome. Yeah, who threw that pass? J-Lo. It's a little off target. It was a little. A little, a little. That's that's one way to put it, I suppose. So let's get started, guys. You, you mentioned receivers, so we'll start there. There are some big most, names. There. Most great catches are burnt, born of bad throws. That's also true, <laughs> yes. This is true, yeah. We're talking catches. We're talking receivers. Let's talk. There are two names that Green Bay is linked to uh, quite a bit. Um, throughout the course of the offseason, and, and especially now that they went through the draft. And God forbid they didn't draft a first-round receiver. Uh, so there's another couple veterans that are still available. I believe two weeks ago, Jeremy Fowler of ESPN linked Odell Beckham and the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. And at various times, it's been Julio Jones. So those are the two guys I want to focus on. Uh, just if you had to pick one of those guys, Ross, what's your preference between those two players? It's funny because I've been maybe the loudest Julio Jones, um, you know, guy. But really, for me, it's easy. It's Odell Beckham, just because I think um, he can't probably start the season on the active roster. He knows how to play professional football. You can teach him what he needs to know in the classroom. He obviously showed that he was able to pick up the McVay, Shanahan, Lafleur system uh, last year when he played for the Rams. So a lot of that language is going to be the same. I mean, he was able to be a mid-season acquisition and contribute to a Super Bowl winning team. And I think you're just going to be in a situation where, like, I want to know stuff. I want to know about Jawan Winfrey. I want to know about Christian Watson. I want to know about Romeo Dubs. I want to know about, uh, you know, even guys that, that were on the team last year. Can they step into whatever roles? I want to know about Amari Rodgers. Uh, I want to know – and there are things that I'm not going to get to know if it's a guy like Julio Jones who's going to make the team out of camp because that that is I mean that is true Julio Jones whatever you may think of him would make the team out of camp and you'd have to either carry one more receiver than you were planning on or cut bait on a guy like Malik Taylor or cut bait on a guy like Juwan Winfrey I don't they're not going to cut bait on Dubs they're certainly not going to cut bait on Watson but I mean you're going to 
find out less, I think, about what you might have um, if you're kind of back-pocketing Beckham. And the other thing is just flat out, they're, someone's going to get hurt. Someone always gets hurt. <laughs> so, you know, maybe having Odell rehabbing his knee and, and then ready to rock in week seven or eight, maybe that's a nice little little card to have up your sleeve. But, but I'm a huge proponent. I've, I've been a huge proponent of, of trying to get one more glory year out of uh, Julio Jones as well. Like, I think he could be this year's Whitney Merciless in that Whitney's last couple years in Houston were trash. You go look at his PFF grades. You look at his pass rushing production. An opportunity to, to really win revitalized his career. And I think Julio, from an athleticism standpoint, from an age standpoint, has that opportunity as well. So I'd be for whatever, but Odell's the one that makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah. and I think and the – oh, go ahead, Jake. I was just going to say, like, if you do want to go down the Devon, Devondre Campbell route and say, like, well, who is actually someone on this list that could parlay this into, like, a longer extension? And I think Odell is that guy. He's 29 years old, um, and he is coming off his second kind of major knee injury, but – if he can come out and say he say he's ready to go by Christmas, by the start of the playoffs, and he just and he gives his team whatever it is in the playoffs that they need, like he could be a candidate for a nice extension in Green Bay and a part of their future moving forward. And the other thing about Odell, this team's going to win this division without Julio, without Odell. Like with, they're ready, they're ready to ready to win this division right now as it stands. So like I would get the whole like hey let's let's go get Odell and if we just think he's ready for the playoffs so be it like that's when we're gonna load up and that's when we're gonna say let's roll like let's get our guys ready to go uh, playoff time let's do it and so it does also give your rookies that chance to develop like Ross was saying so for me it's it's a it's a no brainer it's it's Odell um, but I, I guess too, it, it just depends how you feel about your room right now. I think they already got the the older, often injured guy in Sammy Watkins already. Yeah. And that could be it. Uh, my answer is going to be Julio, uh, just because of a couple things. Number one, Odell Beckham just had knee surgery in February. So, I mean, I know we've seen guys come back quickly and I know not every ACL injury is David Bakhtiari's, but I mean, a nine month injury is November. A 10-month injury is December. An 11-month injury is January. And if it's a 12-month injury, he may not play at all. So if you're signing a guy at this point in the year, I think you're hoping that you get some contribution out of him. And if you're doing that, I think you want the guy that you know Julio Jones is going to play. How long he's going to play, who knows? You know, he's been banged up with injuries and such the last couple of years as well. Not to mention, Ross, you touched on something a little bit ago with the Whitney Merciless opportunity to win a championship and all this stuff. And I'm not suggesting that Odell Beckham would not be a hungry player or anything like that. I don't think desire has ever been a problem on Odell Beckham's part, but you do have that added spot of that. Julio Jones has never won a championship before. You know, he yeah, was no, on that 28 to three. Yeah. yeah. He was on that 28, three Falcons team. And that's the closest that Jones has ever come. So maybe there's a little more incentive for Jones, like a little bit more of a carrot dangling in front of, the face to to chase something like that. So that's my take thing, on that. The other thing that I'll say is like they have for 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 Beckham's sake, he from a like a body type and like a play style is a better fit of what they don't have. The the, the Packers have Julio Jones. His name's Christian Watson. Now I don't know if he'll ever produce that way, but as far as like a six foot four alien, they have a six foot four alien. He, he's right there. He wears number nine. 
the the like Z receiver that can kind of work as from the slot and can work outside kind of like and this is a guy we might talk about like an Emmanuel Sanders type player like what I would have thought Chris Olave could be for this offense that is Odell Beckham's play style and where he succeeds they have the tall physical dudes coming out of their ears it's not just um, Watson Lazard is big uh, Dubs is plenty tall etc cetera, etc cetera. I think Beckham brings more diversity to the room as well yeah, and that could certainly be a thing. The thing with the, you know, the Packers. Though, and I'm main... very well aware that I'm going to get misquoted that I just said that Christian Watson is Julio Jones. I, I understand that that's going to happen. Yeah, same that's guy. okay. I'm, I'm actually putting it in the description. Same guy, same player. I'm putting it in the description. So that's going to be the case there. But I think Green Bay's got, you know, they've got their options. Um, you know, the thing with Beckham that will remain to be seen is does he want to come to Green Bay? And, and Sean McVay has been very vocal. The last couple of days, he keeps saying, I want him back here. It's like, well, does Les Snead know that? Because, you know, my other thing that, and this is just ignorance on my part, is always, well, if you want this player, then what are we waiting for? Like, what is the, you know, what is the holdup? I guess we may not know that. You know, I don't know. We're not in those conversations with everything. So, so who knows? Um, but receiver is not the only position that Green Bay could target here as we get into free agency. I know they signed Dennis Kelly. At this point last year, I had somebody ask for my mailbag that I ran yesterday of whether they thought a veteran offensive lineman might be in the cards. I said with the addition of three rookies and Elton needing to be on the shelf and probably at least starting the offseason on the pup, we'll see if he ends up finishing the offseason on the pup. But it's very easy to come up with 10 guys that were either on the roster or drafted, and they clearly think highly of those guys pretty quickly. So, Jake, just to kind of go through, is there any – Offensive line. I mean, you can never have too many. I certainly know that, but this feels like a room that's pretty well taken care of, right? We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right. And I think the last couple of years they were looking for that swing tackle type guy. And I think they had, they think they have them now in Yash. And that's what, that's where I think like, they're just like, ah, let's roll with it. And we're just, it, and it honestly depends when Elton gets back it, and they're going to know that way more than we do. Right. So 
if they think he's ready to go by week four, like, yeah, I can ride that until week four, and then we can kick him back to, you know, the bench where he can back up left and right tackle, and we feel really good there. But then beyond that, they're deep. You know, they're deep with young talent that they've actually spent, like, decent draft capital on. So I think that's a little bit different as well. You throw in Ryan, you throw in Tom. Those are two guys that they really heavily invested in. So they're not going to move on from them anytime soon. And then you got Royce Newman last year who they really like. Uh, John Runyon Jr. who played really well last year. Like both those, neither of those guys could start this year for this team. They legit both could get beaten out by these rookies. So uh, that's a fascinating competition that, like you said, like if they if the price is right and there's a veteran sitting there, yeah, by all means, go go pick them up, go get them. You know, you can we as pack the Packers know better than anyone. You cannot have enough of those guys. So maybe they keep one extra this year. I don't know, but uh, they are deep, and I don't think they need to go out and find a, find a veteran. Um, so I think they'll be fine there. I think they're ready to roll. And honestly, I think with receiver, I think that's probably how they kind of feel about that room right now too. Like we're sitting here talking about it. They might be sitting in, in at 1265 just saying, we're ready to roll. Like we love these young guys and we're going to see, we're going to see what we have in them before we really start combing through this free agent market. And maybe two of the most interesting rooms as we get into training camp for how many do they keep and which guys do they not keep? You know, because it's very Ross mentioned like Malik Taylor, Jawan Winfrey, guys like that. Amari Rogers is maybe thrown into that bucket. Samari Torre is a guy that they drafted that appears to already be the seventh round Oneida all-star darling that everyone's loving. He hasn't even taken a snap on the field yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how they do that. That's the receiver room, the offensive line room. Very similar to that. Let's go to the other side of the ball because that's where the Packers are building. Uh, at least they've invested a lot of capital. And there's one. To, to me, there's one, maybe two. It kind of depends on what they want to do as far as how the defensive side of the ball is going to work this year. And we may not know that for a little while, but one place that regardless of what they want to do, as far as their linebackers, safeties, nickel, dime, all that stuff, one glaring hole. And that is the third edge rusher, which is a de facto starter in, in, in a lot of people's defenses. And now, you know, last year, I remember talking about how, you know, the Packers were one rolled ankle away from, Rashawn Gary and then um, Jonathan Garvin getting some significant snaps. Gary turned out to be a very good thing. And then, you know, when they didn't have Gary Garvin, Tipa, none of the back end of the edge room defenders, if you will, have inspired a lot of confidence. It's that third edge rusher. And now the Packers have one less of those because Darius Smith is in Minnesota and doing what Vikings people tend to do. So (laughs) good for Z on that front, I guess. But Ross, I think you posted a picture of him today. So who's the edge guy? Yeah, for me, it would be Justin Houston. I mean, for sure. Um, I, I'm looking at like this NFL trade rumors.com top 100 available. And uh, I think they list, um, let's see, who who are we just talking about? Oh, Trey Flowers. And he's interesting. You know, he's kind of that unathletic rusher that they've liked in free agency, like Zadarius, and like they just drafted with Kingsley and Igbari, but, I don't know. I mean, I think ultimately they still like their freaks like Gary, like Garvin, like Preston, you know, and, and um, I think Houston absolutely qualifies as that. Uh, Whitney Merciless, I think he would just slide right into that role. Another interesting one I think is, is um, if we're talking unathletic, is maybe a little bit of a reclamation project for Derek Barnett. He was a draft, uh, uh, I guess, darling of mine. Um, didn't test super well. 
was fine in, in Philly, had a six-sack season, had a seven-sack season. Like, he, he's, he's an okay player. He's an interesting guy there. But, yeah, man, um, the two, you know, veteran if, – if I could add two veterans for this roster, um, and I'm not even going to, like, use specific names, but it would be uh, – and, of course, that gets into, okay, well, you're just saying stuff then. But, I mean, I would like a third edge rusher that can play because I really do think Enigbari is ready to be an edge four today. I, I do. Um, I ranked him as a top 60 player in the draft. So I'm not going to come off that just because he went at 148 or wherever the hell he went. Um, and, and and somebody who can play either free safety or or nickel. Somebody who they, they need a defensive back that can pack up some spot. I mean, their five is as good as their five have ever been as far as Sewell, Ja, Stokes, Amos, Savage. It's great. Any one of those guys gets hurt. Like, I just have no idea. I, it could be Ladarius Gunter out there. I, I, I just don't know. So that's where I'm trying to add depth to this roster. And, Jake, he mentioned uh, defensive backs that could potentially be something in there. And that's something, you know, that third safety, that nickel player, that that guy that Green Bay has relied on pretty heavily the last couple of years. You know, it's, it was Henry Black. And before that, it was, you know, Will Redmond and some really awe-inspiring names. All, that, all, all that, sorts that, of yikes. <laughs> Yeah, uh, a lot of guys that Green Bay has had uh, a lot of success with is what I was going to go with there, but Ross said a whole lot of yikes. So, yeah, a whole lot of yikes, let's be honest. So, on that note right now, Jake, if the season started today, and it doesn't, it's May 24th, like I mentioned, I don't know who that player is. Uh, You know, Vernon Scott was a guy that we were all really excited about going into last year, and then he basically never played, couldn't beat out. Henry Black, who is no longer on the roster. So the Packers have, you know, a hole there, so to speak. I don't know who that player would be if the season began today. Maybe it's Keyshawn Nixon. I know that um, Jerry Gray mentioned him by name, talking about like overhang defenders and some stuff he's done. He has done a little bit in the past, and maybe that is the answer. But I also am pretty confident that he was brought here very specifically because he's a Bisaccia guy and a special teamer. Um, so if you look at that position group, whether it's corner safety, something like that, what are some names that are maybe intriguing there? Two names that jump out to me is one is Jaquiski Tart, just out of San Francisco. Uh, he's, yeah, he drops not... interceptions in NFC championship yeah. games. So like he fits right, fit in. right in, fit right in. Yep. Uh, it, you know, he's a guy that could probably be your third safety and come in and, and, you know, probably play good football for you. If one of those guys gets hurt. Um, I don't think Savage has ever played a full season without missing a game or two. So that's something that they're going to have to explore um, what they're going to want to do there at the safety position and what they're going to want to do there for depth. Because, I mean, outside of those top two guys, like I, I would say, hey, I'm still excited about Vernon Scott, but the Packers don't seem to be. Yeah. So it's 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 tough. But so he's a name I would throw out. Another guy that's interesting the Packers have been interested in in the, in the past is Kyle Fuller. Um, he played. I think yeah. he played for Denver last year. You yeah. can play outside. Well, inside. he was he, he was on the team. <laughs> How much he played is, yeah, he got benched yeah. pretty quickly. It sounded like. So yeah, I don't know if he's got anything left. Like that would be the thing, right? Dude, he loved he him, any... Obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he wanted him. Wanted him bad, and he played. You know, played some good football, but he has fallen off the cliff, which is probably why he's available. So he'd be a guy that, like, if we're talking about people that are going to be dirt cheap. I would bring him in. Like, let's see. Is it just wasn't a good fit in Denver or or what? What was the deal? Were you hurt? Uh, uninspired? I don't know. Uh, bring him in. But And then I think the most obvious defensive back depth on any list you're going to see is Kevin King. 
And Kevin King coming in as cornerback four. Sure. No problem. That's fine with me. Uh, someone that you're not relying to have to play on to play more than, what, 15 snaps a game, if that, when everyone's healthy. Yeah, great. And Kevin King, you know, Kevin King, for everything you want to say about Kevin King, he's actually played, He's he's had streaks of being a good football player for this team. He's had streaks of being a really bad football player too. But when you're talking about who can we bring in that's going to be familiar with the system and you know, Joe Barry talked about that year two jump in his system. If they want to keep that continuity going with ever, literally bringing everyone back, uh, he would make a lot of sense to me. He's already on their payroll for this year. Um, so he's someone that I know a lot of people have already brought up, and it just makes a lot of sense. And I'm not sure what his market is outside of Green Bay. Um, so he's someone that I would be really interested in bringing back to just for, you know, cheap one-year deal. That's I'm almost out. to me. It's yeah, it's out. one of those things where like I'd rather see Jason Verrett or Chris Harris or Kyle Fuller. Or just like I need to see something that isn't Kevin King, and and that might be stupid. Honestly, it might be dumb, but just from a standpoint of man, it didn't work. Like just move on. Yeah, yeah, move on. Yeah, I'm with Ross. Just it's it's time to do something different, and and I think that. You know, they tried, it didn't work, and he's going to be compared to TJ Watt forever and ever and ever yeah. and ever. Amen. Like, that's the unfortunate reality of Kevin King's career. And then you add in that, I mean, from a signature play standpoint, it's Scotty Miller. You know, that's yeah. going to be the name that's yeah. remembered for him as well. It's just, it, it hasn't worked out. And it's, if it's not going to work out, then just leave it be for a while and, and, and let somebody else do it. So I'm kind of with that. Ross, there was a game we played once on, uh, it was from the benches and then the war room where, you know, what's the likelihood they pick somebody in the first five rounds? Well, then that is where this question is leading into now is what's the likelihood that green Bay signs somebody here between now and the start of training camp and, you know, put a, put a percentage on it if you can. At defensive back or just any veteran or any, any veteran. Yeah. Yeah. I think 67%. I think, I think they, I think Goody has shown that he will be, aggressive in the veteran market and, and aggressive in the veteran market late. Um, it's just not a thing that Ted ever did, but how many times can you see him add Whitney Merciless, add Devondre Campbell, add Christian Kirksey, add Dennis Kelly, add Jared Veld here at, I mean, how many times can you watch him do that before you actually start to believe that that's just the way the business is done at 1265. And, and Hey man, maybe it's not, uh, you know, at the same rate, as uh other places you know that spend a ton of money but, but the green bay packers are never going to be the jacksonville jaguars and you should thank your lord and savior that that is well, the way that it is um it's less exciting in march but it's a lot more exciting in december and january and so uh i, I think you know i would put the the odds at above half i, I do believe he'll bring in somebody some at some position morley yeah yeah i'm with ross and i i'll I'll give you a fantasy football example, Jacob, because I know you love those. I know you love fantasy football. I, and do. I know that you love fantasy football takes. Um, so this is the only fantasy football take I will ever give that in, in comparison to an actual roster building of a team. Uh, whenever I'm drafting my fantasy football teams, I can sometimes get too enamored with the young player that I think is going to explode in year two. And later on, uh, Go Twins. Later on, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go Max Kepler just hit a grand slam. Okay. Um, so 
What I will say is I totally got off track. Ross, you shouldn't have said that to me. Um, but later on in the draft then for your fantasy football, you then can see these veteran guys that, you know, later on in the year when you're putting your roster together to try to get points, they're projected to score more points and stuff. And what I'm trying to say is these veteran guys can still come in and play really solid football for you. They're probably not going to be elite level players, but these are players that can really help out a championship level team. So I think the Packers are going to, would be smart to invest in that market one more time. And it's helped them a lot over the last couple of years. Like, I mean, you guys mentioned, Campbell and Kelly and Rasul Douglas, that was later on, but still an example on that end of things. I think that, like I said, there's a lot of different things that, that Green Bay uh, can do here. And I think that they should do, you know, there's, there's no reason to ever assume your roster is set because you just never know when you're going to need somebody like Whitney Merciless was a godsend when he showed up in Green Bay until he, you know, until he wasn't, you know, he wasn't. I know that until yeah. he wasn't. Yeah. And unfortunately he ended up getting himself hurt. Uh, and that's, and that's unfortunate, but then that's where Rasul Douglas is another example of that. You know, the Packers DB room, they could have just as easily said, well, we'll be fine. You know, we're going to get this guy back, get that guy back. And then Rasul Douglas ended up being a big part of, of this Packers team and got his way into an extension, which is good for him. There's a lot that went on there. Dude, so the, pa the Packers legitimately, and I don't want, and I will say this as often as I can, the Packers legitimately went to the scrap heap twice last year and picked up two legitimate all pros if if rasul plays the entire season he is in that all pro conversation i can't so, believe i did yeah i i just talked about all the guys they signed and didn't even mention my guy yeah what an incredible i mean seriously what an incredible acquisition yeah i mean yeah. the packers just just go to the all pro store and just get one at this point <laughs> in the year if, if, if only too, it were that too simple much to that ask. We, could, yeah, we could all be general managers if that were the case, we're out of time for today's show, guys. Be sure to check us out at Packaday Podcast. You can follow Ross over here. He's at Ross. You can follow Jake. His Twitter handle is listed. It's at Jacob Morley. You can follow me. I'm at Jacob Westendorf. We'll be back next week uh, recording on Memorial Day. So, and I believe the first day of June, question mark? No, there's 31 days in May, not 30. So, <laughs> elementary school understanding, guys. It's not I going well Burgundy. for me. Mm -hmm. I am Ron Burgundy. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you guys. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. 
Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.